Hello and welcome to the NZ Ahead podcast. I'm Liz and today you're going to meet a very special friend of mine. Her name is Sherelle. She is a member of our NZ Ahead private community. She's a midwife, she's English and she has been in New Zealand for 13 days. And the reason you are going to love this podcast is, as well as all those reasons, she did this move on her own. She's the first person that we've talked to that has, has given us the, the insight of what it's been like to make that massive move on your own. So you're going to absolutely love this chat. Like I say, Sherelle is a midwife. She used Accent Health to get herself a job and get over to New Zealand and get all the CV sorted. And she tells you all about that. But I just wanted to give a big shout out to Prudence at Accent Health because they are also part of our private NZ Ahead group and they are just a wealth, 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 wealth of knowledge and help to anyone in the healthcare industry who is looking to move to New Zealand because, yeah, they they are your people to go to. Sherelle will tell you all about using that. Don't forget that you can find out about Prudence and her team by going to accenthealth.co.nz and don't forget to mention NZ Ahead. Yeah, just say hello from us. The other thing I just want to say before we jump in and meet Sherelle is if you still haven't signed up for our free five-day video guide that me and Brian have made all about life in New Zealand, then come on, what have you been doing? It's free. It's just, <laughs> it's a great little resource. Free five days worth of videos. They're only short, but they give you a real insight to what life is like in New Zealand. When you get to day five of those free videos, you can find out all about the private membership group that we're always talking about. Be part of our wonderful group of like-minded adventurers that are making the move over to New Zealand to start a new life. You must have heard us talk about that lots before, but like I say, you can find out more about that by signing up for the free five-day video guide. So go along to www.nzahead.com dot com slash free. That's www.nzahead.com slash free. Take the free five day video guide, get to day five, and you too can do what Sherelle has done and be part of this wonderful community. So without any further ado, let's jump in and meet the lovely Sherelle. Come on, come on, come on. the NZ Ahead podcast. Everything you need to know about moving to and living in New Zealand. There's a whole world here. So nice to be with you again. We call Aotearoa on here, bro. We are your hosts, Liz and Brian. Amazing New Zealand in the Southern Seas. See, that's where I belong. That's home. Sherelle, I feel like I've met, I feel like I've met you before, Sherelle. <laughs> welcome, to the pod- welcome to the podcast and thank you so much for joining us. I just want to jump straight in and hear all about your story. So if you could just say who you are and how you came to be in New Zealand, then that would be great. So hi everyone, my name is Sherelle. I am um, a midwife from the UK. I always wanted to see what it'd be like to be a midwife elsewhere. Yeah, that's it really. I can't really, it's really hard to kind of talk about myself, but yeah, so midwife from the UK, lovely to be here, but I've been in Auckland for about 13 days now. Yeah, enjoying every minute of it. 
so far. I just want to say thank you so much for joining me because I do know you've only been in New Zealand for 13 days. And when I asked you to do the podcast, because I know that you start work soon and I wanted to get you before you started work because I know you'll be very busy then. And I thought, oh, no, is she just going to be too shattered? So thanks so much for doing this. (laughs) Do you feel a bit groggy or have you got over your jet Um, lag? Do you know, I I don't. I think because unfortunately back in the UK, I had quite poor sleep hygiene. So um, I think I've kind of adjusted quite well here. Um, But um, I'm I'm going out for walks more, spending more time in in nature, out in the open air. And I think that's helping with my sleep. So um, so I think apart from the first sort of couple of days, I've been okay so far, touch wood. Um, So, yeah, I feel like I feel okay now, (laughs) but not initially. Oh, well, that like I say, thank you. I absolutely love, love, love your accent. I can't get enough of it. I just, it's, is that, were you born in in London? Is that a London like accent? Well, um, probably not. It's probably a bit of an amalgamation um, because I was born in North East London and I moved about eight eight years, eight years old, nine years old to sort of Essex uh, way. um, And then I uh, went to Liverpool for a performing arts degree. Um, so I kind of had a little bit of a scouse twang every time I'd come back home. Um, and then um, I've sort of now, I'll say more recently rather, migrated to Hertfordshire. So I think it's probably an amalgamation of everywhere that I've been in my lifetime. Um, and I think I'm quite easy to pick up certain accents. So probably in a few months, I'll probably sound like a little bit of a Kiwi <laughs> myself. So um, so yeah, so originally Northeast London um, right. is where I was born. It's gorgeous accent. And you know what they say that if you pick up other people's accents, that is it like you're an empathetic person or something? Like you're a very yeah probably yeah probably I um my sister does say that uh, she thinks I'm an empath because I, I do have the the ability to sort of pick up on a lot of emotions and I think okay hold on that's not me that must be somebody else in the room so possibly yeah I think you might be right there. So going back to you, you studied performing arts, did you just say? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. How come you're a midwife? How did that happen? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah um, so, so I I've always wanted to be a midwife. Um, it's my dream job, which is um, a bit of a cliche, I think, for some, but it really is uh, my dream job. I've always thought about becoming a midwife later on in my life. I didn't know how old I would be when that would happen, but that was always something that I'd always um, aspired to, um, and so being uh, 18 years old at school thinking what you're going to do you know for your career midwifery was kind of off of my radar and at the time I enjoyed performing arts I was quite a creative um, person so I am still a creative person um, so I liked drama I liked art and all of the expressive things and which is why sometimes I'm quite talk a lot with my hands and things because it's it's something that comes naturally to me um but um but yeah so performing arts was my first my first real love but midwifery I suppose is my is my my home I guess yeah yeah your dream job do you mind me asking how old you are how old are you oh okay yeah I love you know I love this game I I say I love this game I love I love um this for people I'm 37 um 37 yeah but very young at heart and um yeah so 37 I was I was gonna I put you down from in your 20s I was like I, I, yeah yeah <laughs> so everybody I, does that yeah yeah you've got a very young face and yeah so right okay so you've left you you've done performing arts and you begin your your career as a midwife a midwife and you work for the NHS mm-hmm. in England so mm-hmm. what made you decide to up and come to New Zealand what what was that 
Um, I think there is there are so many factors which I, I probably will forget a few of them because it's been a very long labour of love to get here, uh, and I haven't quite realised how long I had been talking about it. Um, because a recent, very recently, a friend of mine who's from Australia, she had um, moved back home to Australia about eleven years ago, and she emailed me to say you've been talking about it since before I left to go back to Australia, and I was thinking, gosh, has it been that long? Um, Clearly, I'd just been kind of saying things and, and just working my way towards it slowly but surely. And I, I think maybe part of my, I thought maybe I'd, I wouldn't do it, um, which is probably why I've been talking about it for so long. But um, I think I'd just been helping myself along the way without realising. Um, and so now I find myself here, which is, it seems really strange to say that because it's like, how can you not know you're coming? But I just thought, oh, you know, it's one of those things. Maybe I'll do it. Maybe I won't. Um, but actually, when I look back, all the things, Things that I've been doing um, in my career, in my life, has actually been a step, stepping stone closer to where I am now. Yeah. So, all right, lots of questions. So, right. Okay. First of all, what family have you got back home in the UK? Did you? Uh, so I've got, um, so immediate family is myself and my sister. Um, she's older um, by six years. Um, and then I've got mum, dad, aunties. Um, and then I've got lots of extended families, second cousins, um, third cousins, lots of extended family. Um, so immediate family is quite small, close knit. And I have nieces and nephews as well. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I consider my, my sort of, my, my sort of close knit family, they're, they're the, they're the, the mainstays. And then I've got the extended family as well yeah. at home. So quite a large extended family. Are you close to your family? Yeah. So, um, so my sister and I, yes, we are now, um, when we were growing up, not so much, she was tasked with looking after me, uh, taking me to school, all those sorts of things. But I was, I had, I was instructed never to walk with her. I had to walk ahead. Um, I didn't <laughs> want to, she didn't want me to ruin her street cred. Um, but now we're, you know, really, really close, which has made this quite a, a difficult move. Um, but we still stay in contact. We're, you know, we're voice noting and and making calls to each other, face calls and uh, FaceTime calls and things. So, so yeah. But it's 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 something that my family have always known that I like to kind of try things out. And if it means that it's going to take me on the other side of the world, which it has, um, that's something that they could almost never stop me from doing because it would be it was kind of not be true to who I am. Um, because although we've, it's a sad thing to leave family and leave those connections. It's about knowing that your, your family member is doing what they want to do, um, and not living their life through you in a way, um, which sounds possibly harsh to some people, but I always think you come in to visit me, you know, you come and see me. It's not about me going away and we're leaving and we're never going to speak to each other again. It's about new experiences. What can we, what can we experience together, even if it is on another side or the other side of the world? So I I love that. I absolutely love that. (laughs) And and you're, you're absolutely right. It is. It's trying to remember that you're not losing something. You're actually widening the circle of adventure as much as Mm -hmm. such isn't it you know and I know like you say it's hard to leave family and anyway I'm going to get back to that in a minute because the thing that (laughs) intrigues me so much about you is your bravery to just because having done this move myself I know how hard it was for me and I had Brian and you know my kids and everything and then my mum came over the thought of doing it on my own is just it blows me away I've got so much admiration Mm. for you I just think you're so brave (laughs) 
And so, yeah, I just, <laughs> I, I really want to like delve into that. So what was it like being, were you happy with your job as a midwife? Being in, Were you in, in, in London or were you around Hertfordshire, did you say, being a midwife? So, so I, I lived in Hertfordshire um, and more recently in the last sort of probably 14-ish months, I, I was working in a hospital that actually I was born at actually. Um, but prior to that, I had trained at another hospital in Essex. Um, so yeah, I enjoyed being a midwife. Um, I love being a midwife. Um, I think that the only downside for me is that as an unfortunate part of my journey as a midwife and not for very many others it just wasn't something that I could see for myself uh, being in in the NHS for a long time um, because of how things how things are changing and it doesn't mean it's changing for the worse or for the better but for me it was just something that wasn't quite right um so yeah I enjoyed my my job as a midwife and um, but I think possibly the environment perhaps wasn't for me as a midwife um, mm. if that makes sense mm. so yeah can I just say, I should have said this right at the beginning, but can I just say thank mm. you? Thank you for everything that you do. Thank you so much. Do you know what was really, really lovely in COVID? It used to make me cry, actually. I used to watch it and start bawling my eyes out on the telly. Was was when in COVID when they all stood up and started clapping for the NHS and they would, oh, every night I'd be bawling yeah. my eyes out. Yeah, it was, yeah, it's something, I mean, it's something that's there's there are two sides of the coins um or of the coin people some people are like you know well claps aren't doing anything but I think that kind of community spirit was quite nice and what I took out of that was the community spirit everybody was kind of coming together and sometimes um there were some times where I'd be at home if I wasn't working and my neighbors knew that I worked and there were sometimes I didn't want to go out because I just wanted to stay in and I just I went out because I knew that they knew that I was working for the NHS and I, I felt like I had to, to, you know, put up that front, but it was hard. It was a really tough time. Um, especially in the height of COVID, nobody really kind of knew right at the start what we were, you know, what we were getting into, um, what would be happening for us. So I kind of kept myself to myself. I went to work, I came home and I didn't see my family for, I chose not to see them for a long time, even after the lockdowns were lifted because I just was exhausted and um yeah it was a bit of a strange one but I did find myself at times going out and you know it was nice to be you know in the solidarity but there were times where I just wanted to be in and not see anybody um yeah. but yeah I did like the community community spirit that was really nice yeah I I'd have been out there on the street going cheer come on come on I'm on my way to work now <laughs> <laughs> give me a round of applause <laughs> <laughs> Was there any time at all? And I know this, I know, it, it, I mean, what you what you guys went through over there and, and all healthcare workers have been through in the last mm -hmm. few years, like Absolutely. I say, I've got utter respect for you. Was there any time that you looked over at New Zealand and thought, you know, they've locked down the country, they're, they're, they're handling it better. I don't want to go into like COVID politics or anything, but I'm just mm -hmm. saying, was, was, that, was that, did that play a factor in your journey as a midwife? Because you thought you know, it will be easier to go over there or, or did that not, how does that, how did you feel um, about that? Um, I kind of um, did look at sort of the, the different, the way that different countries were sort of tackling COVID and, and looking at New Zealand, it did appear to me from the other side of the world that things were a little bit more under control. Um, but I'm not sure that I, I could say that it was the, 
deciding factor, but it just felt that things were a bit more stable and a bit more, again, under control. Um, but, it, but it's definitely, yeah, definitely an interesting sort of area to kind of, to for me to look back and think, was that part of my thing? But I, but thinking back in, you know, my, my more recent memory, I don't think it was a deciding factor, but it definitely was something that um, stuck in my mind possibly um, without yeah. realising in my subconscious. <laughs> because usually when I interview people and talk to them about why they came to New Zealand, they'll say things like, oh, because, you know, uh, we've got kids and we don't like raising them in America or, you know, we just... Mm we wanted an adventure or we wanted, and I just wonder if there, what, what was, what was there a particular moment where you thought, cause I know you said you talked about it for almost a decade about coming to mm. New Zealand. Was there, what, what was the deciding factor for you that you just thought, you know what, I'm making the next move and I'm going, can you remember what that yeah. decided factor was? Yeah. So, so I think the, the biggest thing for me was, uh, would I be able to work? Um, what would I do? So being a midwife, I knew for me, a midwife is a midwife is a midwife. You go to different places, different hospitals within the UK. They have possibly different guidelines, but you're still a midwife. So being on another in another country, for me, I was thinking, OK, yeah, sure, I could be a midwife. So that was point one, I guess, um, thinking, could I work? The second thing for me was um, finding somewhere that I that I hadn't really heard very much about from people that I knew directly. Um, so the more obvious choices for people are things like Canada and Australia and um, the more the more kind of common type, for me, common type places to go um, and what you hear about from other people. Uh, and then the more I looked into New Zealand, I started thinking about, hmm, okay, so maybe this is this could be a potential place. And then I looked, started looking at things like the weather. What's the weather like? Um, if, it, if it's similar to the UK, would it be an easier sort of process for me to transition you know not just moving across the country um or across the world sorry the world um moving jobs and then having to find a new way of life would the weather be a deciding factor so I looked into that um and then also I think at the I guess at the root of everything is I'm I'm a woman um I'm a woman I'm a black woman you know culturally would I be able to fit in um so actually there are more <laughs> than I actually thought about just talking about it now but yeah so those are the things but I started with the job started with you know where countries in the world where I think I might uh, find it nice and um might find my own way rather than living out a, a memory of somebody else's and saying well this is what I did and this was my experience so I wanted to have my own experience in that way um and that's why New Zealand kind of stood out and then the weather and everything else came mm. after that I think you're wonderful. I think you're absolutely oh, wonderful. You. Yeah. I, I <laughs> thank love you. It. I think you two are as well. I'm literally like, I'm like starstruck. You and having you and Brian. Oh. <laughs> so you decide to come over. How did you get a job? Did you use an, a, a, an a job person? What are they called? A recruiter? Yes. So I, um, I was actually in talks with Accent Health. So I know that a lot of, um, say a lot, but a majority of the community um, in the SAT group uh, have used Accent Health and I was going through my emails just before I left the UK and I'd I'd found an email from about 2017 I'd been talking to them so I'd started off actually finding out whether I could move over from 2017 and it just kind of was a flame that kind of died out I suppose um, and then it started to get a bit more real about right okay let's do it and so I use them uh, and they're really I mean cannot fault the service it's just incredible um I worked with Kristen uh, and she's she was just really really a kind of a very valuable source uh, of information and knowledge uh, for me and um yeah so I used them and yeah. they were helpful 
um, and did what they said they were going to do. <laughs> so yeah, they got the interviews very, very quickly. Um, and I would well, initially it started off with uh, like a Zoom call, you know, finding out what you know what things I um, what I was doing, what my job was, um, and then then just kind of honing into things like getting the CV sorted, um, getting it New Zealand ready because it's very much um, it's almost it's almost like story based rather than it being bullet pointed uh, a CV. It's more tell us about yourself, um, tell us about the role. That you you did expand not just this is these are the skills I have but how did you use those skills um and so getting the CV uh bright was the first step and then then they just took it from there and it just snowballed so Mm. fast so quickly so did accent help did accent health help you with your CV is that what they did did they do that as well they yeah so what they did is they sent me a a template a template cv and just said you know here's a template um you know put all your stuff in send it back to us and then we can have a look at it if there's anything we need to sort of uh, add not add but just kind of amend and perhaps help you in this area then we'll do that but um Luckily, I didn't need it because I, I like to talk a lot. I can say about 50 words when I can say two. Um, <laughs> so it kind of it kind of just um, was sent back and they said, yeah, it looks OK. And then probably within about two weeks, I'm like, right, I've got you some interviews. I was like, oh, wow. you just got my CV. So um, so it just went really quickly. Um, so that was quite yeah, quite good. But the first to be to be fair, going back a little bit, um, it was registration. So I had to register as a midwife first in New Zealand. So that was the first process and then accent help was like once you've got your registration we'll just get things going and it it just took off i can't i i they've they've just come on board with us onto our community accent health and i can't say enough about prudence i think she's i don't know i haven't met the rest of the team but she seems to me to be a, a, a absolute gem for any healthcare workers looking to come to new zealand so yeah i've got Absolutely. a lot of respect and 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 love for her so what was the what was it like when you got your interview to be a midwife in New Zealand? Was it, how <laughs> how different was it to like your your UK interviews that you'd had? What was that like? Um, so it, well, obviously virtual. It was virtual, um, and it was a in the night. <laughs> so <laughs> here I here I am dressed up for a, a job interview in my you know my finest office outfit, um, at, you know nine o'clock at night, and um, and it was on zoom uh so that was the first strange thing because you're used to having some people you know people being in the same space as you asking you questions and you're like oh my gosh they can see you can see the nerves um so that was the first difference um but but it really wasn't as bad as I thought it would be I don't don't know what I was quite expecting but it just was like a conversation it was just you know so tell me about this tell me about that um and that's what I did and I think I guess my the ease at which I'm able to sort of just converse with people and just speak to people that just really just melted all of that tension away and any any fears or any doubts that I had about it going completely wrong um but um but yeah I did I think it was about about an hour um I had two interviews uh, and they were about an hour each but it just didn't feel that long at all uh it was just yeah but it was, yeah, it was definitely strange. Um, and I kind of made a joke. I was like, okay, I'm going to go to bed now. <laughs> so yeah. it just, yeah, but it was, um, yeah, it was, it was strange, but actually okay. Yeah. It's a tough old time. It, that time difference is tough, isn't it? When mm-hmm. you, when you've got to do something serious, like 
job interview you know absolutely you, you, it's like oh it's, it's it's a tough one it really is I remember when we used yeah. to have to stay when we first came over and we'd have to stay awake and talk to the bank about serious stuff about the money or the house or whatever mm-hmm. you'd, you'd literally you'd be down your eyes and be down like this you're trying to remember yeah. stay awake and sound like intelligent yeah. you know <laughs> yeah I, I know exactly I know exactly what you feel um how you feel because that was a similar thing for me before I came um because part of the the assistance that I have with the job the hospital I'm working at they um have a relocation package and they help you kind of find somewhere before you get there so I was like you in the UK staying up so that I could be emailing in real time to make sure that I could you know get the first rental or I could you know make sure that I say yes to this or no to that um so it was a that's probably where that poor sleep high hygiene um came into it where mm. um yeah where I was kind of up all night up all day all those sorts of things you've been through a lot of stress a lot of that you know and things that you tend to think oh no it's fine I'm, I'm that, that's what I'm saying about moving on your own because mm-hmm. every single decision that you made was down to you mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. you didn't you didn't I, I just that's yeah I, how did you decide whereabouts to live in New Zealand and what job to take um, um, so out of the two, um, so with my job, with, with the, the job that I've done as midwife in the UK, I've been in a variety of roles. So hospital based, um, in the core in different areas of sort of labor and birth, uh, antenatal, uh, and then postnatal. And then I worked in the community as a continuity of care midwife. So I had a, a caseload of women, um, and birthing people that I had, uh, put, pretty much saw all the way from conception right through to labour and birth and then postnatally. Um, And so when I had the job interviews for New Zealand, the two that I had were for one of the main hospitals and a uh, like a a birthing centre, which is more kind of my speed, really, like a midwife led unit, kind of not very much intervention. Um, But I thought about where I'd want to be placed moving to another country on my own, trying to make it work without falling at the first hurdle. And so I made the choice to go into back into the hospital setting so that I could find my clinical feet. Um, so that not only was I able to sort of move to the country, settle in, but also get um, get used to this this way of working. So what the, the clinical way of working is here, because I'm sure there are going to be lots of different clinical uh, variations to what I'm used to in the UK. Uh, and so that's why I chose to, to kind of choose that hospital rather than the birthing centre, because um, it didn't make any sense to me to just, you know, jump all in and then just go, well, you know, see what happens, because I want to make sure that I, I, I do my job right and I do it well. Um, and personally, I think doing that, or doing it that way, going into the hospital just helps to set me up so that if I did want to go back into the community, it would be a little bit more easy for me to transition. Yeah, it seems the more sensible thing to do, doesn't it? Is like you say, mm. start start there and then go out rather than go out mm-hmm. and think, oh gosh, I've got to get back in and yeah. again. Um, yeah. are, you, are you in Auckland? Whereabouts are you? I am. Yes, I am in Auckland. So um, so I know I've been reading or just trying to slough off all the, the things about Auckland and uh, et cetera. But, um, but it makes the most sense for me to make this work. So yeah, yeah. I'm in Auckland at the moment. Yeah, beautiful city, isn't it? Absolutely beautiful, yeah. Let's just talk about that for a minute. So you'd never been to New Zealand before in your life. You're flipping no, nuts. Like You're flipping nuts. I know, right? Well, listen, don't call me midwife. I'm a madwife. So there you go. 
Um, th- thoughts about New Zealand? I mean, I know you've only been here for 13 days, but what's your impression? I mean, first thing is the people to start off with. My first um, setting foot into the uh, Auckland airport, it was amazing. And the there were just so it's very helpful people around. Um, and I just thought, okay, this is great. And then secondly, the weather has been amazing. I mean, probably I left uh the uk on the 11th of march and on the 8th it was snowing so so the weather was amazing and has been amazing there's only been one day of of rain um i think it's autumn now isn't it here so um so again this this weather has just been brilliant um i think as a as a a kind of i don't want to call myself a city a city chick or thing but i'm more kind of in the in the sort of the city area so it's kind of nice to have that kind of feel it's nothing like oxford circus in london um but it's just a nice slow and easy transition for me to kind of just get myself embedded into my life really. yeah yeah uh, have yeah. you are you meeting people have you met anyone while you've been here yeah so so the more i've been talking about it the more i've found that there are people that in my life that have friends and that are doing things either here or have been here or um, traveled certain places. So with Accent Health, what they're really good at doing is they kind of get you in contact with people that have either um, already moved here or are in their in their sort of transition phase of kind of getting here. So I've met up with another UK midwife um, who is um, working in the same hospital as me. So that's oh. amazing. And we and we start on the same day, which is great. Oh. Um, and then I also met uh, a nurse who, just the strangest way that we met is my sister had a um, sort of a, a nice sort of meeting. We had like a, a meditation day. It was really lovely. And a, a, a woman who came, her friend um, moved here in November and he's working at the same hospital I worked at. So I met up with him as well. And he was um, just really happy to see somebody else sort of from London and and knowing um, that I was going to be working in the same hospital. So that was really nice to meet up with him. Um, so, yeah, so I've kind of been networking already, um, which has been quite nice. Um, There's lots yeah, of people but... in the Slack group as well that are in, in, in Auckland. I mean, I know a lot of them have yeah. got families and stuff, but, you know, it's like... Yeah. It's it's there's lots of people there that I'm sure would love to meet up with you, Dan and Dan uh, Dan and Sherry. She's a I think she's a midwife. Yes, or she's, she's a, I think in the hospital. She's, I think she was. Um, if I can remember rightly, I hope I get this right. I think she was in labour and delivery. I think in the That's US. Right, and, yeah. Um, and we had we'd we'd had a couple of messages together, but I will. I've, I've kind of. In a, in a way, I've been, I know there's so many people here from the Slack group and I, I like you say about the family thing, I kind of feel like, oh, I'm a bit weird, like, you know, the single person asking, you know, but I will reach out because I'd love to, I'd love to meet up with them just to be, you know, seeing them in real life um, rather than just talking on uh, on the uh, virtual, on the, so that's like a bit of an old lady, on, on the web. Um, <laughs> on, on, on the internet. <laughs> on the internet, Yeah. <laughs> But um, but yeah, so I, I've I've just kind of been just kind of picking my moments really because I I think I'm I still can't believe I'm here. It's it's I know I've done you know the medical checks and all the things to get here, but I still can't believe it. It's a, it's a strange place to be in. I feel like I'm in this strange limbo. It's like I don't feel like I'm on holiday, but yet I don't feel like I'm living here. If that makes sense, I'm in this yes. weird space. It's it's an odd one. I mean I don't. I'm not unhappy. I'm I'm happy, but it, 
just feels odd not to be able to name where I'm at at the moment yes. emotionally. Yes. Thank you for saying that because do you know what? Mm-hmm. That, that is, you're spot on, absolutely spot on. And, and I know I keep going, oh yeah, and you're on your own, but, but I need to keep emphasizing this because, <laughs> and, and I don't want to make this about me, but I'm just going to give you an example is that when we came mm-hmm. over and I did have Brian and I did have the kids mm-hmm. and they were at school mm-hmm. and I had lots of ways, but I remember just thinking exactly what you've just articulated. It was just like, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm neither. I'm not, I don't feel mm-hmm. at home here yet. I'm not on holiday. I haven't got a, and I remember this woman giving me this really good advice. I might've shared it before, but she just said to me, get yourself into a routine throughout. And I know this will be easier for you when you start work, Sherelle, but she just said like, Tuesdays is the day you go grocery shopping and Thursdays Mm. might be a day that you go to the park and Saturdays might be. And she said, and eventually it was such good advice. And eventually she said, Mm. that's what you do. And she said, and everything will fall into place. But I'm so glad, I'm so glad you said that because it is so important. And people think you're going to come over here and be like, yay, I'm in New Zealand. I'm finally here and I'm so happy. And the reality is very, very different. It really is different. And I'm, I'm, I thank you for saying that. Yeah. And and you're absolutely right. And I, I I do like that, um, that, what, that advice that you were given. Um, and, I remember years and years ago, my sister uh, lent me a book by um, an American psychologist, uh, you know, Dr. Susan Jeffers, so uh, late, uh, late Susan Jeffers, and she wrote a book called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. Um, So I don't know if you've heard of that book or if anyone else has, but it's it's a book that actually is, it's so true. I mean, the, the fear that I've felt in pretty much every step of the way from starting off the registration as a midwife, trying to sort of reach out and get jobs and CV sorted. That fear kind of, it drove me. It it wasn't, it wasn't a scary kind of fear. It was a fear that kind of gave me that push to say, you know what, just, just do it. Like, what are you going to lose? I mean, the biggest, my biggest uh, hurdle is myself. Um, And I've been a very, 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 very good. um, I've been very good at um, telling myself why I shouldn't do things and giving myself a long list of reasons why it it won't work out. I kind of overrode that. And I thought, I'm not, I'm not going to listen to myself anymore. Like why, why, you you know, why are you stopping yourself? So that I do um, attribute a lot of what I've um, done to that kind of feel the fear and do it anyway. Just, just do it. What's the worst that can happen? Where are you going to be? You know, um how bad can it be <laughs> so yeah and, and that's and that's right isn't it because that's what we always say within the slack group as well it's like you mm-hmm. can all you can all I know it's not ideal and I know it's expensive mm-hmm. but you can mm-hmm. always go back you know you can always mm-hmm. go home if that's what you exactly. want but at least you've given it a try and exactly I just I think you're going to be I think you're going to fly I think you're going to absolutely fly <laughs> I really do um and like I say I <laughs> Yes, you are. You are. You are. New Zealand's <laughs> gonna New Zealand is gonna wrap their arms around you and just love you because you're just gorgeous. Um yeah. Um oh, I don't want to let you go. <laughs> okay, <laughs> what else can I ask you? Um, so what was the I know you just said that very exactly what you just said, but would you say that was the hardest part about this whole thing? You know, when you take into everything into consideration, what was the hardest part about what you've just done? Um, I think the hardest, the hardest thing is 
is is actually saying to myself that it's ha- it's happening. Um, all this talk that you've been doing and everything that you've been saying to people uh, that you're going to do, that was the hardest thing is actually saying it's it's happening now. So I think with family and friends, when I talk about it, they're like, oh my gosh, you know, like it was a, um, a very sudden thing that I've been talking about when in reality, I've been talking about it for years. But I think the hardest thing was actually saying it's happening now. Um, and so, um, yeah, I think that was the hardest thing for me is is really making it a reality rather than it just being something that I talked about for years and years to come. Um, so, yeah, that was the hardest step is actually doing it um, putting one foot in front of the other. Yeah. Yeah. It's like when you tell someone you're going to do something and they're like, oh, you still haven't done it. So when are you going to do it then? And it's exactly, like, oh. exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's like, fine, I'll show you. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Was so, it? Yeah, was I it? Um, I mean, obviously, it was awful saying goodbye to your family. Um, mm-hmm. That is the worst. How did mm-hmm. you get around that? What 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 have you put in place to make that easier for yourself? Um, I just think just messaging. So we message quite a lot, um, which we did anyway in the UK, which is which is great. But having um, the the time carved out each week or however whenever we can to actually do the face-to-face uh, call so when I first got here uh, I mean I mean I landed at 6 15 in the morning and I think I got to my accommodation at about probably eight-ish or nine o'clock and I was like right come on we're going to do a face call and my auntie couldn't log on and we, we, and then my sister was kind of her technical support trying to log her in um, but we did it and I think just having those measures and making sure that we are always able to connect um, just just to make it more easy for us all, um, all round, um, really. So yeah, so those sorts of things, really, just knowing that we're we're always going to be there, whether it's a voice note, whether it's just a text message, or um, or something like that. But video yeah. calls for sure um, are important. And also, they can save up and they can come and see you, and it's just mm-hmm. you know that that's always nice, isn't it? When you you know. It, you just you've got yeah. that ahead in the future that you can say exactly, exactly, yeah. Um, like I had um. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> I, mean, I was, I was going to say um, on the 19th of March, it was Mother's Day. So that was um, I sent I sent my mum a card and um, a gift um, and she got it a day early. And she's like, oh, I had to open it. I was like, it's fine. It doesn't matter. And I said, well, it's Sunday here for me. So we got it on the right day. It's fine. Um, so I think that was that special as well. Just just kind of um, the special occasions. I think I'll make a big effort to kind of make sure that they know that I'm still thinking about them um, as well. That'll help, mm. I think. Yeah. Oh, and oh, I knew what I was going to ask you. And I, I don't. You don't need to like divulge any financial information. But I, a lot of yeah. people say to me, and I actually don't know this because I didn't come and get a job in New Zealand. And when mm-hmm. Brian did, that was that was back in the olden days. So we don't know about that. But <laughs> people will say to me, "Oh, yeah, I'd like to move to New Zealand, but the wages are so much lower, a cost of living is so much higher. So why would I?" What is it compared to the UK working for the NHS coming to New Zealand? How does that compare? Um, so I mean it's not a huge it's not a huge amount um extra that I'll be getting. Um, and that's purely due to my experience. So it it's linked to how many years experience you have. So um as a graduate, you'd be on a certain uh level and then you'd go up a sort of a point, a step point. So in in the the NHS, we have something called the agenda for change, and you kind of go up a step every every year so annually you'd go up a, a step point and then uh, you, once you get to the top of that tier you then move to a different price bracket say price bracket 
bracket, salary uh, bracket. Uh, and it's similar in the, the uh, New Zealand, similar here. So um, because of my experience, I started at a slightly higher um, tier because I had some experience. So I'm a little bit more um, on what I was uh, earning on the in the UK. Um, but I think the cost of living possibly might cancel that out. But I'm, I'll figure it out. Um, and it, what's the worst that can happen? I move back home, you know, if it's yes. not going to work out. So, yeah. so, so yeah. So I think for that, I, I'm, I'm still, I guess, figuring it out. I'm, um, I kind of do the same. I or do it. I'm doing the same that I would normally do in the UK. So looking around, seeing different prices in, in places, so food shops, so things like Countdown and and other kind of um, the dairies. Um, just looking at the different. Um, prices for things and then I'm just figuring it out that way so um so I think it's a watch the space for now um mm. but yeah but salary wise it's, it's a little bit more um than than what I was on in the UK oh um, okay yeah. thank you for sharing that mm. and so it, it's okay I, I'd, I'd you know I'd love to do a whole podcast with you about prices and because <laughs> everyone's always saying to me how does it compare to England and I'm like I can't really remember so when you're going around the supermarket mm. are you shocked mm. or does it just seem like normal prices to you I am shocked at a few things. Um, I mean, I love cheese, and I'm like, I'm gonna have to get a small loan for cheese. But um, but I think cheese is quite quite expensive. Um, but I I think it depends on a few things. I mean, are you willing to change the things that you buy, or just um, amend the things that you buy, or just or just go with it and see what happens? Because for me, I think I'm I'm quite flexible, um, and I can always stand to kind of not eat that extra bit of cheese or whatever. Um, but um, but yeah, I think I don't know. I think I, I see I see myself as a bit of an optimistic realist. I think I'm like you know yeah. Yes, there's horrors in the world, but I'm going to be happy while we experience these horrors. Um, so I don't know if I'm the right person to ask about that, really. But, um, but yeah, I think cheese is expensive for sure. Um, things like, um, so like, I don't know, like tuna um, and, and milk. So I, I just, yeah, I just think there's there are going to be differences. But again, it, I think that's part of the fun of learning about where I'm going to be living, isn't yeah, it, I suppose. Yeah. And you will find as well, and I love that you're an optimist because so am I. Um, you will, find, even though I'm only, <laughs> um, but you will find that there are there are certain things that you think, oh bloody hell, that's a bit expensive. But then other things you think, yeah. oh, but that's so much cheaper than like dirt uh, cheap. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So it 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 does even itself out. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so thank, thanks mm -hmm. for talking about that. And that was a little bit of a personal thing for me because I do, I hear that mm -hmm. a lot. It's like, oh yeah, you know, cost of living and low wages. And it's like, actually, Shirelle told me that that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't, don't listen. No. But it's just, I think it depends on, I think it depends on your outlook, right? It depends yeah. on your outlook because I could have said the same in the UK. Things are going up crazily high there. Um, you know, the energy crisis. I think, I think it would be, I think it would be really remiss of us as a whole to go somewhere new and say it's going to be completely different. It's going to be, um, you know, the best thing since sliced bread because life just isn't like that. Um, so again, I just, I just think, well, well, we'll just see what happens. Maybe I'll go without, you know, and then I'll treat myself to it every other month or something. So there, there are always ways around it. Um, I think, I think anyway. When I come up to Auckland, darling, I'm going to buy you a big block of cheddar, okay? <laughs> I won't see you anymore. I'll just be like, jeez. <laughs> right. Before I let you go, I've got one more question. So if you what if you can see into the future and you can like see the next five years, how what what how what do you want your life to look like living here in New Zealand as a midwife? What 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 can you see for yourself? 
Um, so I would like to, oh gosh, I missed my car. I've, I've been driving for many, many years and not having a car um, is, I mean, at the moment it's okay because I'm not that far from um, the hospital. I'm working at the CBD, all of those things. Um, but I do miss having a car that I can just get in and just drive and, and adventure. So in five years, I think, um, you know, making sure I've got my car, I can um, venture and see the greenery and see this beautiful country for what it is. Um, and possibly moving a little bit further out um, of the central um, area. Uh, and yeah, still being a midwife, just get being out in nature more, I think. Yeah. Um, really, really basic things. I'm I'm really quite no frills, if I'm honest. I just, oh. I just like to enjoy the the moments that I have in this in this world in this lifetime so um yeah just being happy yeah <laughs> what's your favorite thing about being a midwife if you if what's what what's the one thing that you love about being a midwife no two pregnancies people families are the same there there is always something new that I that I I, I find that oh wow this is different although it's yeah the journey is generally the same Everybody, you know, has you can become pregnant, you have a family, but you create this family, but there are different dynamics. And so um I think the 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 differences in every single family and every pregnancy and every person that I look after and every family that I look after, those are the things that are are magical to me. Mm. Um that's I think that's why I love doing my job because it's not the same. Um and so that it, that variety is just uh, quite helpful to keep my my mission going. So yeah. I, I think that was the answer to your question. Yes, it was. Yeah. And I think <laughs> I, I, I just, I, the reason I asked that is I just, I remember, but you know, by having my two kids and for the nine months that you, is it nine months you're pregnant or eight months, nine months, isn't it? I should so, know yeah, that. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Feels like nine That's years. Okay. But... <laughs> no, babies come whenever they want. <laughs> yeah. But I remember just that feeling of a bond that I, I loved my midwife. I actually was called Caroline and me and her just, I just, I, you, you become so close to your midwife and it's just mm -hmm. that, just that special relationship that you have with each other. And just, yeah, I just think I always used to look at her and think what a lovely job. I mean, I know it must be really hard and I get that and everything, mm. but I, I suppose I saw the nice side of it and like, mm. oh, this person is just so needed and so loved and you know I, yeah like like I say maybe I'm being really naive but that was just that was my impression I just thought what a lovely what a lovely job to just mm. yeah yeah anyway yeah it is yeah I'm, I'm happy a lovely for job. you and I'm just happy that, you. that you're here that you were brave enough to just come and be such a strong girl and just get on that bloody plane <laughs> and do what you're doing and <laughs> You know, we're here for you, Sherelle. Honestly, you. The, the the group is here for you. Please reach out. And when I said earlier, oh, yeah, they're all families, I didn't mean that, you know, you couldn't approach them because they're family. No, 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 no. That that was, to be honest, that was something that I'd already internalised. So it's not some, it's not something that you've added to, please don't, yeah, don't worry about it at all. But it is, it's definitely something I'm thinking, oh, okay. Um, but I definitely will reach out because I know that there is a big a network here yeah. in uh, in Auckland. So um, and I think and Nikki messaged me as well and saying, you know, how are you? So I messaged her back and and so yeah, I, it's it's in the works. So I feel I feel like I'm just sort of trying to pace myself. I don't want to peak too soon, yeah. Um, so that I become a hermit and I don't want to go out anywhere. But I'm just kind of just taking it little by little, just taking things in. But I definitely definitely will love to. I would love to meet up with yeah. um, all the Auckland slackers and you know anyone yeah. else, and of course yourself. 
with your cheese yes exactly <laughs> <laughs> well thank you so much and please will you just catch up with us maybe like I don't know like in a year or something let's do another podcast and yes. just see where you are I'm so excited for you and like I say thank so you. proud of you for doing this thank you thank for you. coming on and thank you for everything that you do Sherelle thank you so much Dan. and thank you and thank you for having me I've, it's been um, a pleasure um sort of being a part of your your yours and Brian's journey um of you know podcasts and stuff and I've followed well, well I've taken a lot of your stuff in over the last few months so um so thank you for sort of showing that it's it's it can work it, it's 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 good it's okay um and yeah creating that support in slack um definitely definitely helps uh myself so so thank you to you too you're very welcome okay darling i'll speak to you soon thank you okay. thank you bye bye Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast this week. We have loved having you here with us. If you love this week's show, please share this with your friends. Send it to anybody you know that wants to think about moving to New Zealand and get on over here yourself. And tell them how brilliant it is as well. And also, if you haven't signed up for our free five-day video guide showing you what life is like, really like, in New Zealand, then go over to the website and sign up. You are missing out. This is brilliant go over to www.nzahead slash free and we will send you five days worth of videos about what life is like in New Zealand. You are going to love it. So one more time, that website that you need to sign up for the free five-day guide is www.nzahead slash free. So we're going to see you next week. Until then, have a great week and we'll speak to you soon. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Say bye again. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.